Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Well, today we are celebrating our 245th year of independence. And actually, for some of you who don't know, it's actually our independence from uh, a dict- dict- dictatorial government uh, that was out of England. Uh, people fled England because they wanted to come and find a place where they could worship God and be free. Amen? And uh, so we, the people, we wanted to govern ourselves, listen, under the mighty hand of Almighty God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's, it's the very thing that God's people, the ch- children of Israel, the Jews, it's something they wanted for hundreds of years simply to, uh, you know, to be free. And yet they didn't see that, that their freedom could only, uh, could only be accessed through their um, de- uh, dependent on Almighty God. And sometimes we think that being independent is that you can live your own life, do your own thing, believe, it, wanna, believe it, what you want to believe, uh, do life as long as it feels good. It, it must be God. Uh, or a, uh, the ultimate good in life is pleasure, which we know it's called hedonism. And yet our freedoms are found in our commitment to our relationship with Jesus Christ. If you believe that, say amen. amen. And all through, uh, all through history, this is true. It's, it's, we understand freedom because of this great nation we've been living in. But all through the years, every nation uh, discovered that they, can't, they, they cannot govern themselves. It's impossible to govern yourself without God. Any nation that leaves God out of them, <clears throat> I was thinking even in Mexico, and I don't say this derogatory to, to, to a man's faith and what he believes, but even in Mexico, you see that um, uh, they desperately want to know God. And then, of course, Catholicism came in into the picture, and it brought more bondage to the people than it brought freedom, in the sense of people were taught to worship the saints rather than the Almighty God of the saints. Can I have an amen? And I'm, not, you know, I'm just simply saying that all of a sudden, you think, well, what's the difference between Mexico and here? <clears throat> here, our forefathers established this nation on the Word of God. No matter what uh, they say today uh, in our nation, this nation was founded on the biblical principles of God's word. If you believe that, say amen. amen. And it was God and God alone who blessed America. He blessed America for a purpose, and that was that we, his people, would shine our lights uh, to the world that we live in, one generation to the next generation, even till now, uh, even though it seems like it, there's darkness all around us. Praise God, we are the light of the world. If you believe, say amen. And we were, we were called to take this message of the gospel of faith in Jesus Christ from the White House to the courthouse from the schoolhouse to our individual houses. Amen. Now, in the beginning, Adam's freedom wasn't found in a self-willed life. It was found in a God-willed life. He was, he, he was never the owner of any earthly or heavenly possession. He was simply the steward of the things of God, just as we are today. Isn't that interesting how we come into the world with nothing, and we literally leave with nothing? I was watching, observing, you know, the older I get now, some of the people that we know are dying around us just because death is the ultimate when, you know, if, until Jesus comes. And I'd love to be part of the rapture, but if that's not the case, I'm still going to rapture no matter what. Amen. <laughs> And uh, leave this earth to go to heaven. But, um, but uh, anyway, so we don't own anything. 
Uh, we came into the world with nothing. We leave with nothing. And that's what's so disappointing, I think, of all the people today that are multi-billionaires, only to come to the end of their lives to realize that they have to leave it all uh, for someone else to fight over. And, uh, but praise God, if you live for God, God will bless you and prosper you and meet your every need, bless your life, cause you to be a blessing to others. Can I have an amen? And, and as you share the good news, amen. So all of our freedoms that we have are found in our faith in God and our, uh, our reliance on him totally. I shared a few, uh, this uh, uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and it's such a powerful statement. To be free from something, you have to be enslaved to something. You know, it's amazing how today they take, they take the slavery thing and they try to, you know, make, they, they try to divide us, uh, you know, um, uh, to bring up the whole slavery thing. But see, man was never free. Man was never free uh, uh, by himself. Man has always been enslaved since the very beginning of time. Let's remember that. We, you can either, let me say it this way. So to be free from something, you have to be enslaved to something. To be free from a self-destructive life, which we do well without God, you have, you have to be bound to a God-constructive life. To be free from sin, you have to be bound to righteousness. To be free from hatred, you have to be bound to love. To be free from fear, you must be bound to faith. To be free from deception, you, have, you must be bound to the truth, the truth of God's word. To be free from pride, you must be bound to humility. Isn't that good? To be free from darkness, the darkness around you, you must be bound to the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you want to be free, you're still going to have to be bound. I just want you to know, you have, you are, you are, you're going to, I'll show you in the scriptures that every man and woman of God that carried the message of the gospel understood that they were slaves to God. Let me read a couple of scriptures to you. 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 19, what, Paul writes, he's writing to the new converts in Corinth. He says, what? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Say, the Holy Ghost lives in me. Say it again. Did you catch that? You have a real person living on the inside of you. Amen. And um, uh, which you have of God, you are not your own. I mean, you may want to be your own. But when you are, look what happens to your life. I'm serious. How many here le- lived a part of your life without God? Was that miserable or what? Absolutely. You are not your own. You've been bought with a price, uh, the Bible says. Uh, Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. And this is the one area the body of Christ in the 21st century must understand while they journey through this secular and and anti-Christ world. The earthly uh, church leaders had it so ingrained in them that they were willing to lay down their lives. They were willing to die for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the kind of conviction they had. And they, con- they counted that a great honor to be martyrs for God. They really did. They counted it on. Did they want to die? Of course not. They all had, most of them had wives and they had children. They had grandchildren. They, did, they, wanted, to, they wanted to live. However, they understood the value of the gospel uh, in the, in, and that it changes people's lives. Did it change your life? Amen. They knew that they were bond slaves to the word of God and to the will of God. Now here, I'll just read a few scriptures and we won't be here very long. Romans 1.1 says, this is again the apostle writing to the new believers uh, in, in, in Rome. And here's what he says. 
this, he starts out with this from Paul, this letter's from Paul, a bond servant. Anytime you see the word servant, look it up yourself, I'm telling you the truth. In the Greek, it's, it's slave. It's slave, okay? So I just want you to catch that. Not just a servant, a slave. He says, from Paul, a bond slave of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, called to be an apostle, a special messenger, set apart to preach the gospel, the good news of and from God. In Romans 14, he wrote this, none of us lives to himself, but to the Lord. Say, I don't live for myself. I live unto the Lord. Amen. And none of us dies to himself, but to the Lord. Remember, he's writing to Christians now. If we, uh, if for, uh, for if we live, we live unto the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or die, watch this, we belong to the Lord. But you, you might as well celebrate that. I said you belong to the Lord. You belong to the Lord. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? I understood at one time I belonged to, the, to, uh, to Satan, uh, the God of this world, and all that was produced out of that was sin and death. But now... I belong to God. What a wonderful blessing. For Christ died and lived again for this very purpose. Why? That he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. In Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel said this, Behold, all souls, God speaking, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father is mine, so also the soul of the Son is mine. Amen. I'm glad that my children belong to God. I'm glad my grandchildren belong to God. Yes, I have a part to play, to pray for them, to love them, to guide them as best I can. But then as they grow up, they have to make the decision whose, whose God is going to be theirs. Amen. And they've all made that right decision, and I'm grateful. David uh, received this revelation of ownership when, when, he, when he was a young lad shepherding his father's flock. Here's what he said. He says, the Lord, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, or the fullness of it, and the world and they who dwell in it. So David understood who, who owned everything and that he was the, the slave of, of Almighty God. See, you're, that's about life. You're going to be either enslaved to sin and death or enslaved to righteousness unto life. You pick. Can I have an amen? And the reason I say that is because you can't, you cannot, you cannot make right decisions in your life without God's guidance. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to help you to be God-like and to live a God-like life. Amen. I said amen. I mean, God, capture this in your hearts that you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. Amen. So you don't have to blame anybody for where you're at in your life. You praise God that you've got a mighty one on the inside of you to teach you, to guide you, to bless you, to strengthen you, and to help you. Give God a good shot of praise. That's true. All the men and women of God, Jude, uh, he begins his letter with Jude, a servant or slave of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the brother of James writes this letter to those who are called or chosen, dearly beloved, uh, loved by God, the father and the separated and set apart and kept for Jesus Christ, as you all have as well. Amen. In second Peter, Peter writes, starts his letter out 
his second letter with Simon Peter, a slave, a servant, a slave, an apostle or special messenger of Jesus Christ to those who have received, obtained an equal privilege of like precious faith with ourselves in and through the righteousness of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to capture something. Say, say, that, say this out loud. I am a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. God equipping me to preach the good news. Now, see, they, they, they took that and they said, I'll take it, I'll embrace it, and I'll live it out in my life. And they did, even unto death, okay? So the, I know we always talk about the condition of our nation, the spiritual condition of our nation, or, you know, or the political uh, nightmare of our nation, but it doesn't, it doesn't change anything in regards to who's living inside of you and who has called you and anointed you to preach the good news. Can I have an amen? Uh, yeah. It didn't stop the early church. They were under Roman rule. They were persecuted. Uh, they were attacked. They were put to death. They were imprisoned. It never slowed them down. They never used the excuse of who was in power uh, to, to, um, to, to, to neglect their responsibility of preaching the gospel. They kept right on preaching. Amen. Hmm. Revelation 1. It says this. This is John, the beloved. This is the revelation, this is verse 1, of Jesus Christ. His, I love this amplified. His unveiling of the divine mysteries. I said his unveiling of the divine mystery. Is that beautiful? Amen. God gave it to him to disclose and make known. Watch this. And I, I put in parentheses, not to everyone. This, this is what you have to see. It wasn't made known to everyone. To who? To his bond servants or slaves. Certain things which must shortly and speedily come to pass in their entirety. Now he sent, watch this. God sent this revelation and communicated it through his angel, the messenger, to his bondservant or slave, John. Ha! Huh. Isn't that something? It wasn't just anybody. It wasn't just anybody out there just, you know, they're, they're so focused on the world around them, they're so bummed out because things are falling apart. No, no, no. He spoke specifically to one who is committed to him. How many here want to be committed to Christ more than anything? Especially in the hours we're living in. Committed to Christ. Pastor Vicki was, um, oh my goodness, she was prophesying this morning and, uh, and during prayer service, and it was absolutely powerful. And one thing she prophesied was about how that, in the days of Jesus, how they ridiculed him and persecuted him, you know, and, and, and uh, tried to destroy his name, amen. And when she said that was in his day. Now, in the days now, the latter days of the church, yeah, they're going to do the same thing to the church because we're the body of Christ. But guess what? And they even killed him. But guess what? He didn't stand the grave. He rose triumphantly. Hallelujah. Amen. And you, know what, you know what that means? That means the resurrection power of God in these last days is going to be resurrected in the church. And we're going to be more on fire than, ever been, than we ever have been before. Can you give God praise for that? Come on, everyone. We got we to gotta prepare for it. Prepare ye the way. Hallelujah. Something has to happen because God's depending on us. We're the church. He goes on and says this. John, who has testified to and vouched for all the, that he saw in his visions, 
the word of God, the testimony of Jesus. Blessed, happy to be envied is the man who reads aloud in the assemblies the word of this prophecy. And blessed and happy to be envied are those who hear it, read it, and who keep themselves true to the things which are written in it, heeding them and laying them to heart for the time for them to be fulfilled is near. So every freedom that we have uh, been blessed with as American citizens was and still is based on the value we place on our allegiance to and subservience to God and his word. And that is absolutely true. We're not a blessed nation because we're a blessed nation. The fools out there believe it is that somehow we're just a blessed nation. Isn't that something that there, nobody at the border, no Americans are flooding the borders of Mexico to get in. That's just amazing, isn't it? I can't believe it. Nobody's flooding Iran and Iraq. Nobody's flooding the Middle East to get in. Nobody's flooding uh, Germany. Nobody's flooding Asia, China. Nobody's flooding. They're all wanting to come here. And why? Because she, America has always been a light to the nations. Yeah, 90% of the gospel preached in other nations came from missionaries of the United States of America. Amen. And we, the church, cannot allow this glorious light of the gospel of Christ to be put out. We have to keep preaching the gospel. Can I have an amen? We have to be. Amen. I'm closing. This is my last close. <laughs> Second Corinthians 3, it is. I, I don't want you to hold you late today. It's a special day, but it's an important day to be here listening to the word of God. Amen. Because I, I, I want you to know, and especially you young people, I want you to know that if you allow yourself to be enslaved to God and his word, your future will be filled with glorious things no matter what is going on in the world. No matter what. Amen. I just want you to know that. Praise the Lord. I was up here dancing to one of the songs. You know, it will be 71 shortly. And, um, and I thought, nobody joined me except for a few women. Bless God for those women. Hallelujah. Amen. But I was, I was thinking, I'm going to be up here at 95, just jumping, hallelujah, and shouting. Amen. 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 When I, we talked about, we talked about um, our anniversary, and this is the way it was. Usually when somebody's married 50 years, they say, hey, Agnes and Walt, come on forward. Yeah, we're We're coming. We're coming. Thank God we're not that way, and we're not going to get that way. Hallelujah. Amen. Our youth is renewed as the eagles. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know. That's my faith confession anyway. 2 Corinthians 3. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Yeah, you know I'm getting old. Hallelujah. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, watch this, there is liberty. Do you catch that? Now, that's not some location, you know, okay, well, I got to get over here where the Spirit of the Lord is. No. Where he is empowered in your life, where you allow him to be, how much of your life you allow him to take over, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I love the Amplified. It says, emancipation from bondage, freedom. And all of us, as with unveiled face, what does that mean? How many are born again today? How many are born again? You're born again. Listen, the veil, uh, the veil, the, uh, 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 that, uh, the veil 
has been lifted off your spiritual eyes so you can see the word of God for what it says. Amen. Amen. The veil has been lifted. So you can look at the Bible, you can read it and say, ah, that's for me. Ah, thank you, Lord, that's for me. Yeah, yeah, I see there, Lord. I see that you want me to be healed. Ah, yeah, I see you want me to be set free. Oh, I see that you want me to be a humble guy. Right? To have eyes, to open the Bible and to be able to see the truth is a, to me, is a, is a tremendous gift. All of us with unveiled face because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We're constantly being changed or transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> this is where all the freedom uh, begins. I want you to stand. We're going to pray before I let you go today. <clears throat> Thank you, God. <clears throat> First of all, I want you to know this. I want you to know that Jesus really does set you free. Amen. Amen. I mean, he really does. I'm just telling you that because I lived first 20 years of my life tormented by a demon spirit. Tormented. Tormented. And now, 50 years later, it's just as real to me as it was then, the, the power of God's spirit to be able to set you free. I mean, literally. I mean, change your life. Change your life. Without this divine intervention, me meeting my precious wife and her having a relationship with Christ, I would have, well, I'm not sure I would have been an alcoholic because I hated drinking because of what it did to my daddy. But I would definitely would have been a drug addict. Definitely would have probably committed suicide. <clears throat> because I saw no value in life in the position I was in at that point. And that night when I was with her at her graduation, and I lifted my hand, <clears throat> you know, the preacher just simply said, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? I went like this and I shot my hand back down. I have no idea who lifted it, but I, I know I didn't. And <clears throat> I shot that hand back down and... When the preacher led me into a very simple sinner's prayer, immediately, I mean, I say, immediately I recognized that something had left me. And it felt like 10,000 pounds had lifted off my shoulders. And I knew, couldn't explain it, didn't understand it, but I knew something happened on the inside. And later, of course, I found out that I was born again. I changed on the inside, but there were some addictions and things that I had to deal with on the outside. But God helped me, and God changed me. And I'm telling you, I said, God did it. I couldn't do it, but He did it. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.